welcome to the Fifth Dimension of Business podcast. I'm your host, Ariana, and my intention with this show is to help you integrate the practical and magical sides of building an intuitive business. You can think of it like intuitive business school, but with a teacher who wants you to think for yourself, you know? So let's dive in. This is going to be fun. Hello and welcome back to the Fifth Dimension of Business podcast. If you are new here, my name is Ariana and I'm your host here on the show. And I am so grateful that you have chosen to spend a little bit of your podcast listening time with me today. You know, I really don't take this lightly. There are thousands, if not millions of podcasts that you could be listening to right now. Granted, they're probably not all relevant to you, but still, there's a lot that you could be listening to. And I'm very honored and very humbled that you've chosen to spend some time with me today. So I would just like to extend lots and lots of gratitude to you for that. If you haven't listened to our show before, I would really encourage you to go back to the beginning and listen to some of our first few episodes where I teach more around what 5G business actually is and I talk about some of the pillars and some of the things that we can experience as we move into doing business through an expanded level of consciousness. And it's really important to me to bring this lens into everything that I teach with business. So sometimes when I'm working with my students, I do teach things that are a little bit more 3D, if you will. We talk about things like taxes and the legalities of running a spiritual business. Um, We talk about niching and things like that occasionally. And, you know, these are still important things to have conversations around. However, there are ways to bring some more heart, bring some more soul, and definitely some more intuition into how we go about making these decisions in our businesses. So here you'll find a mix of both practical business information that my hope or intention is that you could implement right away if you wanted to. Um, Perhaps sometimes you'll walk away with a new perspective, a deeper understanding of yourself, how you operate in the world as an entrepreneur. And sometimes maybe you'll simply be inspired by some of the conversations that I have with folks. We haven't had a lot of guests yet. We're still fairly new, but... I really look forward to sharing some amazing people doing amazing things in the world with you here. So what we are talking about today is how to stay grounded in your creativity. And this is really important for a few reasons. Something that I hear a lot of the new entrepreneurs that I work with, and this was a story that I used to have myself, is this belief that we or they are not creative. And I want you to just feel into that for a moment. Have you ever said that to yourself? Mm, I'm not creative. Mm, I'm not artistic. We, we, we often will think of creativity as being synonymous with being artistic. I know I did. And as much as I enjoy drawing and painting and things like that, and I can appreciate beautiful art, mm, not an artist in the slightest over here. Um, I really wish that I could. There are many things that appear in my mind, but I can't when I'm actually like using a pen or um, pencil crayons or whatever. My, my hands just don't create what I see in my mind. And I understand there's a process with that and lots of practice. But this gal, she's, she's not artistic in that way. And so for a really long time, I always just assumed that that meant that I wasn't creative. And I know I'm not alone in that. I hear the same sentiment from many, many of my clients. But the reality is, is that you are creative. You especially, because, you know, if you're listening to this, you are most likely a business owner or you're wanting to start your own business. But I do believe that every single person has creative potential within them. 
that creativity simply manifests in different ways. So some people can make beautiful art. Some people can write words that speak to your soul and help you tap into emotions that you maybe haven't accessed for a while. Some folks are able to move their bodies in ways that tell a story. They're able to see a gap that somebody else may not see and create a solution for that gap. And, you know, if you are of the human species, the type of the human species that can create and birth a baby, well, hey, you're definitely a creative if you can do that. So I really want to drive home this this notion that you are creative. You are a creative. And as an entrepreneur, you are always creating. You are perhaps creating content to promote your business. This could be content for social. It could be a podcast, YouTube videos, a newsletter, social posts to promote your podcast or your newsletter or your YouTube videos. You could perhaps be creating new offerings, programs, workshop content. Maybe you're creating healing experiences, soundscapes, you're creating uh, herbal remedies, tinctures, jewelry, art, whatever it may be. You are likely creating all of the time. And if you want to engage in your sacred work for the long term, if you want to build something that is sustainable, that fulfills your, your dharma, your sense of purpose, while allowing you to be of service to something greater than yourself, while also allowing you to generate a good living and to operate within this 3D world that we currently live within, you need to find ways to do it that are sustainable. Now, sustainability will look different to everybody. We all operate in different ways. We all have our own unique energetic blueprints. Things like human design and astrology come into play. Um, The experiences that we've had in our lives, the state of our nervous systems, and simply who we are as individuals. So I can't tell you what is sustainable and what's not sustainable for you. If I'm working with my clients, I can ask them questions and guide them to find that out for themselves. But this really is a process that you need to uncover for yourself. We can't outsource the the understanding of what our sustainability looks like. You got me? And what you will likely find is that what is sustainable at one point in your life will not be as sustainable in another season. Or maybe you have a little bit less capacity in one season, but you have more capacity in another. For me, sustainability really looks like honoring these seasons. And when I have that burst of creative potential, first checking in and making sure that it's actually creative potential and that it's not just, you know, an overactive nervous system that's feeling fueled by thoughts of scarcity or unworthiness or anything that's making me think that I need to go out and create. So I always just like to have that little check-in with myself because that was an old pattern of mine. But if it really is a burst in potential and there's a lot that's wanting to be birthed through me, I let myself create lots. I let myself write lots of content for social media. I let myself record uh, multiple podcast episodes in one sitting or film some videos or write newsletters or make art in my personal life even though it looks crappy. I don't have to share it. I can still create it. And then sometimes... You know, when I was pregnant, there was so much creative energy going towards creating this baby. And 
I didn't want to write. I didn't open my journal for months. And for someone who had a daily journaling practice for years before that, that was a really weird stage of my life. But I I knew that I had to honor it. It was a a genuine uh, inner knowing that the creation that was happening within me was kind of my max at the time. And there wasn't a lot wanting to go on externally. And so for me, the more that I've learned to tune into my body and listen to the wisdom, to let my head get out of the way and to stop leading with what I think I should be doing based off of what outside people are telling me I should be doing, and when I can really honor my own cycles and the ebbs and flows of my creativity, this is what is sustainable for me. For you, it might be something completely different. It might be consistent, slow, and steady. It might be, you might have so much creative energy within you that you need to be creating on the regular. I know folks like that who just always need to be creating and putting things out and it's it's true to them. It's authentic to them. It's not like that to me. For me to try to keep up with that would be inauthentic and would lead me to burn myself out. At the same time, for me to always operate in the ways that I did when I was pregnant would not be fulfilling to me now. It wouldn't allow me to engage in the work that's really meaningful to me and important to me. And so when I speak of being sustainable with your creativity, what I'm really talking about is is being grounded in your knowing of how you operate to really simply be grounded into your creative potential to be able to tap into those cues to know when there are things that are wanting to come through you and to also have the ability to give yourself compassion and grace when the creative well is a little bit lower than usual and so i have four things today that i'm going to share with you that are going to help you stay grounded in your creativity regardless of what that looks like for you if you can tap into one or all of these these tools or practices um, or blanket terms for practices as you'll soon see you will you will be able to maintain your own pace of creativity you'll be able to continue to show up in a way that is consistent for you whatever consistency means for you and so the first thing that I want to share with you is embodiment Now, embodiment is like the latest buzzword. Everyone's an embodiment coach. And don't get me wrong, I love it. I have been working with the human body like professionally for almost 10 years. But even for myself, I was a competitive dancer and figure skater growing up. I coached figure skating for a little bit. Working with the body and cultivating a connection to the body has been such a key component of my life and the more that I've dropped into an understanding of the nervous system and trauma and disassociation over the last three or four years or so the more I've realized how integral this conversation around embodiment actually is so while embodiment is having its spotlight moment here um, I really do hope that we can continue to see the value and the importance of staying connected to our bodies and of learning how to communicate with our bodies and how they communicate with us and so embodiment at its most basic level is simply the ability to stay within your body It's the ability to stay connected to your body when you are having a conversation with somebody else. It's the ability to stay in your body when you are doing something perhaps new and scary in your business. Maybe you're doing an Instagram live for the first time or facilitating a workshop. 
It's the ability to stay within your body when you are interacting with the outside world and also when you're engaging in your own personal exploration practices. You know, we can become disembodied when we are doing our our personal care practices. I think about the ways that I used to journal when I was fairly early on in my sobriety. I'd probably only been sober for about three or so years. Still had so much healing work to do and I would write and write and write and write. But it was actually all very cognitive. I was writing about my feelings and writing about my experiences, but not actually allowing myself to feel or access anything that I was actually writing about. We can think about our feelings and talk about them without actually feeling them. It's an interesting concept, but I have a feeling that if you think about it, you will probably know what I'm talking about. So embodiment at its most basic level is simply the ability to stay connected to our bodies. And now in our Instagram world where embodiment is really popular right now, we see people doing sharing embodiment practices like dancing and shaking the hips, um, you know, shaking out the body. All of these different practices are great ways to get more embodied. You can do things that are even more simple. And for some of my clients who are coming with um, quite a history of being very disconnected from their bodies, perhaps having a lot of stored survival stress and emotions trapped within their bodies, going into something like dancing around and shaking your hips or like into like really cathartic sort of shaking movements, that can be a lot for folks. And so some simple things that we can do to stay connected to the body is to feel the connection between the body and the surface that you're sitting on. What are all of those points of contact that you're noticing right now? Where are you noticing pockets of space? So for example, I'm sitting on a bolster on my floor. One of my legs is like kind of crossed onto the bolster and I have the other one upright and I'm propped onto it. I feel like that's a really not helpful visual, but basically with my leg that's crossed over, I can feel most of my leg on the bolster, but there's actually this little spot kind of just behind my knee and there's a pocket of space there and so we can begin to get a little bit curious we can notice where our body is in relation to our environment we can go for a walk and feel each foot as it steps on the ground we could perhaps feel the sensation of our arms swinging through space as we're walking If you like to work out, you could feel the muscles that are working as you're doing different exercises. This is actually a very, very beneficial thing to do to actually cultivate that mind-muscle connection and to feel your glutes working, to feel your core working, to feel the muscles of your arms working as you're doing different upper body movements. So all of these are different ways that we can um, become more embodied. They are not super sexy you know there's nothing well I suppose it depends on what you define sexy as we could say that it is very sexy for me to be sitting here on the floor right now feeling the connection between my leg and this bolster and we can start off with something like that and the more we can stay connected to our bodies the more we could drop into some of these more uh, practices that are promoted by a lot of the like divine feminine coaches and things like that which are beautiful and are also not right for everyone at every stage of their journey One thing that I notice when I'm becoming disembodied is I can sense that my energy is always just to the front and the left of me. And it's a very 
weird thing for me to like conceptualize and talk about but I can check in and I can notice that if I'm having a conversation with someone where I'm maybe not feeling fully in my power my energy kind of goes just off to the front and to the left of me and I have to be really intentional about pulling my energy back in but with all the work that I've been able to do around embodiment it is easier for me to notice that and bring that energy back in so being embodied is not necessarily about never disassociating just like doing our healing work is never about it's not about never getting triggered it's about noticing the trigger and being able to reflect on it and to come back to a place of power and make our next right choice based off of um, response rather than reaction and so why is embodiment important when it comes to creativity When we are creating, and you know, everyone has different thoughts about this. There actually is no, um, there's no set answer. But when we are engaging in the creative process, you've likely heard folks say we're invoking the muse. You know, this is not a new concept in any way, shape, or form. And so what is the muse? Who or what is it that we are invoking when we're engaging in the creative process? Personally, I don't know. I know many times that when I am writing, sometimes even when I'm speaking here on this podcast, that it's not me. When I go back and read things that I wrote in my journal, I have zero recollection of writing them. Sometimes when I'm recording podcasts or when I'm speaking on videos, I get going into kind of a rhythm and a flow and I just keep going and it doesn't feel as though it's actually me saying these things. It feels as though these words are coming through me from another source. And I firmly believe that the more grounded that we can stay, the more embodied that we can be, the more we open ourselves up to access this divine intelligence that is wanting to come through us and manifest as three-dimensional creativity. We can think about accessing the muse and tapping into these sources as being work that is very, um, you know, upper chakra related. So very much with like the crown chakra, being able to see things through the third eye. And it is a yes, that is where we access that. And we cultivate a stronger relationship with those upper chakras, the more grounded and whole we can stay in those lower chakras. And doing simple embodiment work, such as being able to notice where your body is in space, feeling the connection between your body and the surface that is supporting you, staying in your body when you're in conversation with others, simply knowing where you are in the environment. This is a beautiful way to begin to ground yourself more so that you can open up. We always hear in yoga classes, root to rise. And this is a beautiful example of that, or this is an example of that in in motion. So that is my first suggestion for you is to really continue to deepen your embodiment and to find embodiment practices that feel supportive for you because there are many of them out there. Next, what we want to look at is how much am I creating and how much am I consuming? So am I waking up rolling over, grabbing my phone, opening Instagram and looking at everyone's stories or scrolling through TikTok before I'm even out of bed? Am I sitting down at my laptop to do my work for the day and opening up my phone and reading articles on Medium or reading emails or listening to podcasts all morning before I sit down and do my own work? 
If the answer to any of these is yes, if you're raising your hand, no shame, no judgment. I have to be very diligent with this myself. Not so much on the phone and the bed things. I keep my phone outside my bedroom. But I do have to be really mindful around how much content I'm consuming before I create. And there's many reasons why this is important, but one of them, and it's a really big one that gets to me, is that when we are constantly consuming other people's content, and especially if there are creators that we really love, if there's a podcast that you're always listening to or somebody's stories that you're always going to watch, you are likely going to start sounding like them or looking like them or emulating some part of their own creative process without necessarily realizing it. I have seen this happen a lot. This is what we see on Instagram when everyone starts to do reels that look the same or make images that look the same. I even got caught in this not too long ago too. I have seen so many people making these beautiful, like very ethereal looking um, quote images on Instagram and they use kind of like the ombre sort of background in Canva and I, I love it or like the gradient background and I was like wow this is so beautiful I want to start doing that too so I made a few and when I was putting them out it it felt off because it doesn't feel like me I noticed that what I did was I took something that I appreciated and thought was beautiful and then thought that that meant that I was also meant to create something in the same And that's not always the case. We can be inspired by people. You know, we can look at what others are doing and think, wow, that's really cool. Like, how can I put my own spin on that? Or, oh my goodness, I never thought of doing something in that way. I would like to try something similar. But what happens is that when we're always consuming everyone else's content before we sit down and engage in our own creative process, and then we ultimately end up starting to sound and look like other people, is that we we aren't operating from our fullest expression of self. We are not projecting out the the message, the energetic blueprint that is going to attract the people who are looking for us. Because believe it or not, there is somebody out there in the world right now who is looking for you. They don't necessarily know that they're looking for you, um, like when we think of you as like your ego, your self-identity you, but they're looking for somebody who holds the qualities that you hold, who's had the experiences that you've had, who can hold space in the way that you can hold space. They are looking for you. They're not looking for you trying to be somebody else, trying to sound like somebody else, or just accidentally sounding like somebody else. They're looking for you. And so this really is a call to begin to find your own style, your own voice, your own way of showing up and creating. You are only limited by your creativity in the online space these days. There are so many different things that you can do. And so let this be an opportunity to perhaps tune out some of the noise, set some boundaries around how much social media you consume. Maybe go on a podcast detox, except for this one, because this one's really cool. Or don't, right? Like stop listening to all podcasts and let yourself just be in this consumption void and see what wants to come through you. Anytime I've done this in my own business, it's been incredibly powerful. I will delete Instagram off my phone for an extended period of time, won't go on social media, won't open any newsletters that I'm subscribed to, won't listen to any podcasts, audiobooks, anything like that, and I'll create a lot of space. And what ends up coming through and what I create after is 
it is significantly more powerful than when I'm in my cycles where I get kind of like nummy and I just consume everyone else's stuff before engaging in my own work. So a couple little things to think about there. My call to action to you is to think about what you are going to reduce within your consumption or perhaps even eliminate for a period of time. And then see what happens. See what you can open yourself up to. So that was our second one, creation versus consumption. The third way to stay grounded in your creativity is to have rituals that allow you to connect with the muse. So a lot of folks who I talk to, they mention that going out in nature is so supportive for them and it's exactly the same for me. When I'm out on a hike by myself-ish, you know, when I'm when I've got my dog and my baby I'm not necessarily by myself but when I'm not having to talk to people when I can listen to the sounds of nature when I can allow myself to just calibrate to the energy that's out there I can get some of my biggest creative ideas I've channeled entire um, sales pages and things like that while out on hikes where I've had to stop and voice note things so that I can remember and go home and write them all down afterwards so nature is huge Some other things that you may find, um, you know, perhaps it's like a little pre-creation ritual. Maybe it's an embodiment practice. Maybe you pull a card and you do some kind of play writing or something based off of what came up on the card before you drop in. Maybe you create something that's just for fun, that's not for work, that's not for anything. And then you go in and do your, um, your sacred work for the world. For me, I love to have some cacao, burn some sage, take a few breaths. And just connect and ask what wants to come through me for the day. I open up the intention to allow myself to be guided, to let myself get out of the way, and to trust that whatever I create is exactly what I need to be creating, even if it's not what I thought that I would be creating. So I won't go too far into this one. You know, I have a feeling that if you're listening to this, you likely are familiar with the rituals that feel supportive to you. So this is instead just a a call or a gentle reminder to utilize those rituals around your creative practices to ensure that you are regularly engaging in the activities that help you tap into your creativity, whether that's getting in nature or meditating or moving your body or, or whatever the case may be. And last but not least, my fourth way to stay grounded in your creativity is to use discernment. So we can use our discernment around the things that we say yes to. When we continue to pile on more commitments and obligations, when we continue to say, sure, I'm going to be active on Instagram three days a week and I'm going to do TikToks daily and I'm going to email my list once a week and I'm going to podcast once a week and I'm going to make a YouTube channel with my podcast and, 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 you know, as I said in the beginning, some folks do have that creative capacity. A lot of folks don't. And we can all push and, and use will and force to, you know, make ourselves keep up with these things for extended periods of time. And certain folks can do this for longer periods of time than others. But if that is not actually within your unique energetic makeup to be having that much output on a regular basis and you're forcing yourself to for the long term, you're likely going to burn yourself out. So use your discernment around which of those creative downloads you say yes to. You don't always have to say yes every single time the muse comes knocking. 
the, um, there's a book that I really love, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend that you read it. But she talks about ideas as these things that float through the collective consciousness and an idea may land with somebody. And if that person doesn't utilize that idea, it goes to someone else. And that's okay because if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to get more ideas. <laughs> like not every single idea is something that you need to take action on. There is an abundance of ideas. We don't need to bring this whole mindset around scarcity and lack into ideas. They're they're just always going to be there, okay? If you're an entrepreneur by nature, if you're someone who can create something out of nothing, the ideas will continue to flow to you. So use your discernment around which of them you say yes to, but also which external things you say yes to, whether those are collaboration requests, uh, invitations to participate in others' programs, to do like a workshop or something for somebody else's community, and also to personal commitments. You know, if you're active in the community, volunteering, doing things for your family, also running businesses, also being of service in a number of different ways, It's super beautiful and super admirable to be wanting to do all of the things. And we also just have to check in with ourselves and be discerning around at what point am I doing kind of a a half-assed job at all of these things where maybe if I let one or two go, I could actually give more of myself to the remaining and to allow the, the results or the fruits of my labor to be more impactful. What's also really important to note is that our creative energy is very much intertwined with our sexual energy. There's so many overlaps that, you know, in some ways we could even say they're one in the same. And so what we want to look at is, you know, when it comes to utilizing or expelling sexual energy, are we doing that in ways that allow us to continue to tap into the divine nature? Are we engaging with these energies in ways that are supportive and ultimately giving life back to us and allowing us to give back to life? Or are we using this energy as a way to distract, to numb, to avoid, to not be present with life? as a way to just kind of kill boredom, you know? And, you know, sometimes we could say that there's like maybe not anything that's so wrong with that. But it is just important to bring the, the, the conversation of discernment into how we are using our sexual energy. And, you know, I feel like this is something that I could do a whole other episode on, which I won't go too far into it here because I'll be talking for another hour and we're already at about 30 minutes. But just know that the ways that we engage with our sexual energy can also be very telling of how we engage with our creative energy and they may also make it so that we don't actually have as much when it comes to creating our offerings, our art, our words, our expression. So something to also think about there. So there you have it, my friend. I shared four different ways to help you stay grounded in your creativity. The first was becoming more embodied, being mindful of your creation versus your consumption, having rituals that support your creativity, and using discernment around where you are spending your creative energy. I hope that upon listening to this, that this gave you something to reflect on that there is something new that you are going to take with this or from this and implement within your own life. 
If that's the case, I would love to hear from you. Come find me over on Instagram at 5D Business Collective. Let me know what landed for you from this episode. I am actually not going to be as active on Instagram for the next little while, but I'll still be checking DMs and things. And again, this has been my own process of discernment and looking at where I'm spending my creative energy. And I'm really wanting to focus on this podcast and my newsletter. And when I get the inspirational strike to show up on Instagram, I want to give myself the space to do so. So I'm not like leaving Instagram. However, following the the quote-unquote requirements of the algorithm and trying to keep up and doing all that. It's not feeling supportive or really where I want to be spending a lot of my energy right now. So all that to say, you know, if you come over and there has been no new content in the last like (laughs) two to three weeks, month, whatever the case may be, still come say hi in the DMs. I will still get your message and I would love to hear what was supportive for you from this episode. As another little request, if you did find this helpful, I would be so grateful if you would share this episode, perhaps on your Instagram stories or to share a friend, you know, IRL or send them a message simply to help spread the word about this show. It is very supportive. You know, it's always helpful just to have friends help to spread your work. And I consider you a friend, even if I don't know who you are. So thank you in advance if you feel called to share. Much, much gratitude to you. And I'll leave you with that. As always, thank you so much for your time and your energy and for allowing me to hang out in between your ears. I'll be back with you in another week or two with another episode of the Fifth Dimension of Business podcast. Have an amazing day, my friend.